Like many of you, we battle depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. And now, the When Words Fail Music Speaks interview. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to When Words Fail Music Speaks with James Cox. I am your professional handicapped host, James Cox, obviously, right? We have an amazing guest with us today. Uh, for, first, let me uh, introduce them for, to, to y'all. So at the end of, two, of 2019, Red Sun Rising announced its indefinite hiatus as its members pursued other opportunities. COVID-19 altered the world soon after, and the lockdown fueled singer Mike Protich. Is that right? That's right. You got it. All right. Uh, Protich is created a fire in search of a way to reinvigorate and, and uh, stretch his musical muscles. He recorded two members from his former band, Patrick on drums and David on guitar. The trio turned to home studios and uh, virtual sessions, and as a result of that, the violent was born, emerging with, Im- Im- with impression and flying a wall, in addition to Think for Yourself, those are the songs. Yeah. Uh, the violent has the roots of rock music, but the remote recording process allowed them to evolve their musicianship. It allowed them to experiment and further elevate their 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 from rock with electronic sounds. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Mike Rutich to the show. Thanks for having me. How you doing, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Like I said, this is like the end of my night, so I'm just relaxing here with you. Hey, man, I'm, I'm probably your be- I'm probably your favorite person right now. You know, I, lo- I love it. It's all good. Yeah, nice conversation at the end of the night. There you go, man. Man, and and there's and there's something in the music that that uh, that really gets you. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's music is a, a very fun subject to talk about. Yeah, because it's it's all. Like expressive stuff, you know. I mean, totally. Like you could like stuff that I don't like, and you can talk me into it, and I can do the same thing for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, so um, I I normally do this for for everybody. I always um give them two bands to, to um tell me which one would you prefer or which one is is your favorite band. Okay, so I always go with Incubus and and Deftones. Ooh, wow, that's a tough one. Yeah. Um, I think I, I love both of those bands. I think Incubus probably um, influenced me more. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In- Incubus is the majority of, of the answer that I get here. Um, yeah. But I would have to um, say the Deftones for me. For me. The Deftones is something special to me. 
because White Pony is like the greatest oh, ever. I was going to say, yeah. White Pony, like I remember when I was in, um, what was that, middle school or high school when that came out? I think it was middle school. I think it was middle school. But that record was like mind blowing. I, st I still remember the, the first time I heard that that record. It was just like, I had never heard anything like that. And for some reason, the Deftones name went so well with their whole sound and aesthetic. Like, I just think the branding of that band was just like completely brilliant, whether they really meant to do it that the way they did or not, but it's just like, everything just worked. Yeah. That, man, that, 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 that album was so, so instilled in me. I had to buy like, like each, each cover, like the red album, the red cover, the blue album, the yeah. cover, the white. And, and recently they came out with the, um, Super Deluxe LP version, so I had to buy that. I mean, come on, yeah, yeah, you got to at this point, yeah, right, <laughs> you have yeah. to now. Yeah, so, um, I, and I've been told that they are like a sleepy music, sleepy kind of genre, you know, yeah, kind of, you know, so I, I don't think they're really, um, rock or metal, sleepy, 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 um, genre is more, more like it, you know. I guess. I f yeah, I feel like they're they were kind of in a. I mean, both of those bands. I think Incubus and Deftones. I think that's why they've they've kind of stuck around for as long as they have is because they were both so unique. Right. Both of those bands were. Yeah, they're great. They're great. Yeah. Okay. Um. So my my co-host Blake, which is not here tonight, and he does apologize for you. Um. He says that "Flight on the Wall" sounds like Coach Ice, but obviously was was obviously like a big influence to you. Or like did um, did you base the intro? That's interesting. Right. Yeah, the 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 intro. Um, I remember when we were making that song. Um, um, I definitely think Cochise uh, was was mentioned in 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 the studio. Okay. At least at least once when we were doing that, because you know um, that that the way Audio Slave kind of introduced themselves to the world was with through Cochise. Right. Um, and yeah. it was like that long drown out intro. And we were kind of like, we we're like, yeah, I, we, we were definitely referencing that. Um, that's a, that's a great uh, pickup there. Cause yeah. you know, e even the toms, um, the way the toms come in and everything, um, obviously Chris Cornell was, has a huge inspiration of mine, both Soundgarden and Audio Slave and all his solo work um, and, uh, and Rage Against the Machine. So it's like Audio Slave naturally was one of, my favorite bands. Um, I think. I think they were just. It, that was just a great collaboration of musicians. Yeah, I think that's that's one of the the the, the greatest super group ever. I mean, you got oh, Rage and you so got. I'm like, there's nothing better with that, you know. And I'm so so sad that the Chris Cornell banger, you know. So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, okay, so here's here's my first question. If you could tell me what music means to you, that I'm, I'm, yeah. So, what does music mean to you? Music to me is, um, you know, it's never felt like I, I've done this for a living for a while now, and it's never once felt like a job because right. it's like something. It's not something that I want to do anymore. It's like something I literally have to do. Like I have to write music, and I have to make music and if i go long enough without doing that um you know it gets i i actually get frustrated um <laughs> and it's it's like it's 
there's nothing else in my life that I can compare it to. Right. Um, you know, it, it's like a, it is the way you love, like I have kids now and it's like, like my, my, my love for my kid is similar in the sense that I will, I will sacrifice many things to make, you know, give my kid what they want and, and give my music what it needs. Yeah. It's, you know, it's very similar in that way. And like songs are that way, you know, songs are, are, you know, obviously I don't want to compare them too closely to children, but they are similar to children where, you know, you write a song and then you put your kid out in the world and your, your song out in the world and you just like hope that people accept it. Right. So, you know, music is just a necessary force in, in my life. And, and I think it always will be. Well, I think it's safe to say that that music is is like children to musicians because Jason Newsted said that, you know, as James and Lars has kids, music is his child, you know, it's his children. Yeah. So I think that's a that's a very, very valid valid thing that 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 that, that you stated right there. Yeah. Uh so did you have any bands before Red Sun Racing, like in high school or like after high yeah, school? Yeah. I actually I've I've only been in um Let's see, one, two, three, now four bands in my entire life. Um, the first band was, you know, when, when I first joined a band ever was like freshman year of high school uh, with with a buddy and and uh, and like two other guys. And we were just like a four piece, like alternative metal band. Like we wanted to sound like. Like, um, do you remember bands like Trust Company? Yes. And, and those kind of bands where it was like half screaming, half singing, but it was like kind of heavy, like, but, but it was like very melodic. Like that right. was huge when we were first like forming the band. So we wanted to kind of sound like that a little bit. Um, and uh, then I went into like a, like a death prog metal band, believe it or not. And I was like the singer screamer. Yeah, that and uh, <laughs> I was in that band for like maybe 10 months or something. I, we, we played a bunch of gigs um, and then, and then it was Red Sun Rising and, uh, Red Sun Rising, like got really serious. And that was kind of when I was starting college and, um, and I just focused everything on, uh, you know, that's why I kind of left college. Cause I was so focused on, on Red Sun Rising and then now the violence. So not that many bands, honestly. Uh, well, that, 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 um, that deathcore band sounds really amazing. <laughs> I know. Yeah. My, my friend actually just sent me, sent me some old demos. Like, you know, lo looking back, it's just like hilarious that I was like in that band and we had a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Did, uh, did, uh, that band sound like, like, like Henry Forth and, and, and all those death metal bands or was like a totally separate. Like it was kind of like techie. Cause the guitar player was like very into like, um, very fast, playing um but then like the the drummer wanted to play like slow so it was like it was like sludgy drums with like okay. really fast guitars <laughs> so, Amazing. yeah so it was it was fun yeah, that sounds killer that sounds killer so um so at what point of of um red sun rising did the band disband i mean like what made it not like not work anymore um you know I, the best way i can describe this um is uh the analogy of two people getting married and when two people you know meet each other and they start dating and they fall in love and they're they decide i'm going to spend the rest of my life with this person and they're perfect it this this everything works and years go by and they both want different things and they get divorced right 
And um, a band relationship is no different. Um, and that's kind of what happened. And I think everyone just kind of wanted their own thing. And um, it became more work to continue together than to just do something else. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a shame because it, you know, we all poured a lot of time into it. You know, I've, I've written a ton of songs for Red Sun Rising and like, you know, I'm very proud of everything I did with Red Sun Rising, but I'm also okay with saying that's what it was. We made those two albums and a couple independent records. And if you want to go listen to it, there it is. And uh, those, those songs will always be my songs. Um, I can still play them whenever I want, um, but it was time to do something else. So was that band signed under a indie company or was it like a, like a well-renowned record label? We, we were, um, Red Sun Rising was independent for years and then we got signed to Razor and Tie um, and then eventually Fearless Records um, and both Fearless and Razor and Tie were underneath Concord Music Group. So that's a pretty big um, right. music, music conglomerate. Um, so, so we, we operated like on those two labels, it, it operated like indie labels, but they had the backing of Concord. Okay. Yeah. Cause uh, some bands like, like, cause, cause most bands I break up is, is a result of, of, of like bad record labels, you know? Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, we've definitely seen that a lot of our friends, yeah. um, have, have gone through that. We, we thankfully had those two labels definitely treated us well. So I, I can't can't say anything bad about them thankfully good good i'm glad i'm glad so um like like we said before in intro um you recorded patrick and david from redstone rising and, and that's for people who don't know uh that's the drummer and the guitarist correct yes, yes. yeah yeah exactly um, so, so okay so what was it about them that you said hmm, i i think they'll they'll like this new project i'm doing you know when we were touring together as Red Sun Rising, um, you know, we toured, you know, nonstop with Red Sun Rising. And I feel like when we were on the road, it was always me, Pat and Dave, like always hanging out, always together on the road. And, you know, we had joked about, you know, what if, wouldn't it be fun to just do like a side project, you know, just the three of us. And when Red Sun Rising started to come to an end, you know, the joke kind of became reality. And we were like, yeah, well now, actually we probably should do this <laughs> so um it, it was a very natural transition um and i showed them songs just like i showed in Red and rising like hey guys i got this i got all these demos you know pick some that you want to work on um that 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 you you like the sound of and and that's kind of how it started and we just started bouncing ideas off each other and um it, it was like there was this fresh energy because it was we were working on something new but it was still with like old friends right um so it was a very interesting uh combination of of emotions there oh nice nice and and, and that's all good because uh because many bands can't find other members that, that click so well you know and, right you know when you did with the with the patch pad today so that's awesome yeah okay so here's the question that 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 might make you think a minute i don't know so if you could pick a decade any decade uh that you would rather be a musician in uh what decade would you be like i would i think I, I i think i would be the 90s 90s yes why i think i i mean i think that was just like the pinnacle of everything 
you know, uh, the modern world that we know it um, as far as music and radio and, you know, cutting edge, but it was just before, you know, the internet. Right. Yeah. So you could still have a little bit of that, you know, mysteriousness. You were still selling records. Right. Um, you know, I think uh, the the rock star um, personality could be maintained a little a little differently because y- you weren't having to put like what you ate for dinner on social media. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, you yeah. know what I mean. So yeah. I think I think the '90s would would be um, where I would be. Exactly, because. Uh... I man, I feel you on that one because the nineties were was my was my decade because um it, to me it seemed like more bands were was more hungrier than the other bands because we had yeah we had Soundgarden, Stone Tip Pilots, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, all these amazing bands, right? So so I guess all 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 the other bands were like, okay, so how do I keep up with those guys? You know, and that, that right creativity, you know? Yeah. So and I, I think that I think that competition was healthy and it and it created so much good music right right exactly exactly so uh so what advice now uh would you give anybody who wants to be a musician because i've heard okay so i talked to shim from um sick puppies and yeah from the runaway as fast as he's dealt with a lot of problems a lot of issues you know now that he's yeah. So I just wanted to like, do you share the same? Well, I would say, I would say my, my experience was a little different than Shim's because he did go through the ringer with the whole, um, uh, major label and, um, you know, I'm sure they operated much differently than, than our indie labels did. And, um, there's a lot more pressure on, on musicians and artists like that. Um, where we had a little more freedom and I can't speak for him cause I'm not sure, but just from, right. you know, from what I've seen and what I, what I would gather from that. But, um, for, for me, I would say, um, don't quit your day job too early. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. you know, and just keep putting, just, just keep doing it. I think, um, you know, perseverance is, is huge and just, just continuing to grow and learn and not be afraid of uh, someone to tell you it sucks. Right. Right. Um, And that's the biggest thing. And there's a lot of musicians I know right now that, you know, if you give them any feedback, they can't take it. And, and that will, if if, as soon as you know, or as soon as you think you know everything about music and you, and you've figured it out, you might as well quit because you're done. You're constantly learning. Right. It's funny you should mention that because um, your song "Impression," I I I believe that's that that's the same sentiment that that that's meaning in that song. This "Impression" is like one of my favorite songs for me right now. Oh, thank you, thank Amazing, you, dude. And 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 I like you. Like I don't think you can impress impress everybody. You know, like no. you know, you're gonna have one or two people that's like, hey guys you know, or something. Well, well, not to mention too, like, again, with this whole world that we're living in with social media, it's usually the people, the people that want to comment on things on the internet are usually the people that want to say something negative. And that's kind of like the culture that's been created. Like you rarely see a ton of positive comments. It's always like a video and then everything negative that they could pick apart about the video. So if you, if, if you're an artist, any type of artist, if you can understand that that's what's going to happen and, and, and you're okay with it, then I think you're going to be okay. 
Yeah, because I know people who um who ignores the positive comments on on your Instagram and just focuses on that one little, you know. Right. It's like you can't do that, man. You got to, you know, you got to focus on the positive, you know. Exactly. That, no, no doubt. Yeah, because that makes you go forward and 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 be better, you know. So, yep. so, so what's next for development? Can we expect the full album sometime soon, or any music videos coming up? Yeah, we got a bunch of stuff coming up. Um, we're working actually really hard right now uh, behind the scenes. I know we've been quiet on social media, um, but we've been working really hard behind the scenes to get something out by the end of the year, and uh, we're working on delivering a lot more songs. Um, by 2022 and you know this last these last 24 months or so because of the pandemic and coming out of the pandemic it uh we only released four songs and it was a very slow process and we were just trying to be conservative because we didn't know what you know what touring was going to look like but now that things are starting to get closer to normal i think you'll see us releasing music more frequently which is what i'm super excited about because releasing one song every four months was killing me <laughs> yeah yeah because you like i want i want people to hear our saturday it's gonna exactly be something, you know so okay so our last question is a question that i ask all my all, all of our guests and possibly quite hardest because it's it's personal to you right mm-hmm. so uh this podcast is called when word tell music speaks right and, and nothing can be further from the truth so i want to know from you sir is there one song or album that you can that you can listen to, but you can't tell us anybody how it makes you feel. It's so special, you know. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of uh, of albums like that, and I think um, one of the records that I think you would that would be um. um surprising to people for me to say is before Sia, the, the singer, the pop star, Sia, before she became a pop star, she had some really cool, like almost like jazz fusion, um, like indie records. And the, and the lyrics are just really profound and the melodies and her singing obviously is, is phenomenal. Um, and uh, the musicians that she got to play on it are just, really great and there's a there's a record called color the small one and a lot of times when i'd be on tour and i'd be like missing my family and my friends and i'd be in the middle of nowhere and like feeling kind of like almost lonely even though i'm playing shows every night and being with fans but it can be very lonely on the road and i would put my headphones in and i would listen to that record because it's like really like chill but it's um it's complicated enough to like stimulate my brain and the, the lyrics were great. So that record um, amongst a vast number of, of records that I, I love, I mean, I could name a ton of records and all my favorite bands right now, but that record um, holds a special place in my heart that I think a lot of people wouldn't think um, I would listen to. Um, but yeah, it's called color of the small one. Um, if you ever get a chance and you're in a, like a, a relaxed mood, Put that record on. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Nice. Well, I'm definitely going to check it out. You know. Yeah. It means so much to you, and I and I'm always like for, for for new music anyway. So that's perfectly perfectly well said. Uh, so uh, to all of our fans, you can find the violent on Instagram on the violent music, 
um, Mike Longer too, under Mike Potich. That's uh, right. And you can go to the Valent YouTube um, page and see all the other um, music videos. Uh, they're on Facebook, and you can go to the website on theviolentmusic.com. Are, are are you selling like like any big stuff like like vinyl records coming soon or like you know shirts and uh, there may or may not be some vinyl records coming soon. Okay, may, hold on. I, I got you. I will not, I will not confirm or deny. <laughs> I got you because I love vinyl records, dude. You do, I do too. And because I'm because I'm, I'm in the process of um finding like a like a bigger bigger shelf to put them in. <laughs> I got so much to do. You're overflowing my house right now. So, yeah. So, uh, so, uh, so thank you very much for coming on the show, and we hope your guide you come back on because this was oh, yeah. an awesome chat. Awesome chat. Yeah. Let me know. Let me know when you're ready, man. I appreciate it very much. Yes, yeah, sir. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye. Take care. Thank you.